Hello, Saubona, how's it, Molo, Jumbo, and welcome to the Every Nation podcast. We hope this message will inspire you and draw you closer to Christ. Enjoy. Jeremiah 17 verse 7 to 8 says, Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank, with roots that reach deep into the waters. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or the long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. God said it, so I believe it. Psalms 34 verse 10 The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who fear the Lord lack no good things. If God said it, I believe it. Morning church and welcome to church online once more. Um, I'm glad it's a Sunday morning and that means we're about to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, we, if you are still thinking of going to get some coffee or whatever else you're thinking of doing, you're out of time now. Um, it's time for us to worship the Lord. Um, so let's go into some scripture this morning. Um, Psalms 32 verse 1 says, Blessed is, is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Um, as I was reading through the scripture, I was just thinking about how when we get into the Lord's presence, um, that he cleans us and he wipes us, uh, and, makes us <laughs> and he makes us whole. Um, and I was just thinking that as we get into worship this morning, um, if you have anything that is weighing heavy in your spirit, that is weighing heavy on your heart, um, I just want to remind you once again that the Lord um, has conquered sin once and for all and that sin has no hold over our lives and that we are victorious over sin so as we get into worship today i want us to claim our uh, claim our freedom from the lord and i want us to claim our right uh, our righteousness in jesus name amen uh, i'd like us to take some time to pray um, before we get into worship father god we thank you that you um, died for our sins father god and that you have cleansed us lord jesus and father we pray that any sin father god that is um in our lives father god or any thoughts that are not supposed to be in our minds father god lord we we declare your blood over them father god we thank you that we have victory over all sin father god and all iniquity and we thank you lord god um that we are righteous in your sight in the name of jesus we pray amen
Father, Lord Almighty, we come before your throne of grace and we thank you for this time. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Speak. We are here in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Dimacheroni, Sanbonan, welcome to church. We'd like to send a special shout out to our special people, our first time visitors. If you're watching this for the first time, please just give us a wave and just comment on the comment section and tell us where you're watching us from. And if you would like to know more about us, if you click just down below this video on the description, you should see our WhatsApp number. You can chat to us there. You can reach out to us. You can even send us um, prayer requests and we'll be happy to, to pray with you. Um, I just want to encourage us as we get ready to listen to the word that just open your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to, to just speak to you. Allow God to also just speak to you. And may everything that we write on our journals, on our phone, not end there. May we go out there and live it out. So in the name of Jesus, let's pray. I'm going to lead us on a short prayer. And you can pray this prayer after me. Father in heaven, I commit this time to you. I believe your plans for me are good. And that every good, everything good starts with your word. Your word brings life, healing and direction. I treasure your word more than my daily bread. I boldly confess that my mind is alert, my heart is receptive. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Enjoy the word. Good morning, church family. I hope that you are well. Thank you so much for joining church online this morning. I, uh, this lockdown has really redeemed my faith in TV ministry. I heard this really cool testimony a couple of weeks ago about this woman who was sick with malaria and she was just lying on her couch and she was in a really bad condition and she was watching Christian TV and the, the preacher just stopped uh, towards the end of his message and he had a word of knowledge. And he said, I see someone and you, you've got shakes and shivers and maybe it's malaria and God's just going to heal you right now. And she was instantly healed right there lying on her couch. Um, so if you're on your couch this morning and you need healing, be healed in Jesus' name. And, and she jumped up and she was like, I'm completely healed of malaria. And she wrote a letter to the producers of the show. Uh, she was South African. She wrote the sh to the to the guys in America, and uh, and she said, "Hey guys, this is what happened." And they wrote back to her and they said this. They said, "That's amazing, but did you know that we actually made that show two years ago?" Um, so that show had only reached South Africa two years later, but it was like God took that word of knowledge and He preserved it, that word of faith. And he preserved it for two years to release it at just the right time through the TV to touch that woman and heal her of malaria instantly, just like that. That is the power of God. And he can use TV, he can use radio, he can use us opening our Bibles, reading a book, whatever it is. He can use any medium to heal and set us free. So I, my faith in TV ministry is, is definitely being restored through this lockdown period. Let's get into the Word this morning. Um, I want to start a series with us. We're like 
uh, in the middle of the year now, heading towards, you know, looking towards the end of the year. And by all accounts, it's not very exciting because we're still in lockdown and we've still got all this depressing news around us. But um, we believe that everything good starts with the word. And so I've I believe I've got a series for us that's really going to encourage us. It's really going to equip us for the times that we're living in. And the series is entitled Flow. And it's really about looking at the flow of God's grace in our lives, the, the flow of God's power in our lives. And uh, today's message is entitled Blessed to be a Blessing. So I want to just introduce the idea of the series to you for a little bit. And then we're going we're gonna to get into today's message, which is Blessed to be a Blessing. The idea for the series comes from Ezekiel chapter 47. And I'm pretty sure you know about Ezekiel and his radical visions. And in particular, Ezekiel chapter 47. Where um, in this vision that Ezekiel has, he, he sees a, a, a prophetic picture of uh, a river that is flowing from the temple of God, the Old Testament temple. It's flowing from the temple. And it's going out the temple doors and it's going straight through a desert. And as this river flows from the temple, it gets deeper and it gets wider and it goes through this desert. And, and on every side of the banks of this river, there are these incredible trees that are springing up because of the river. And the trees are producing all this fruit and um, and the leaves of the trees are, are for healing, it says. And so all these trees are springing up as this river flows through a desert. I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of a, of a river flowing through like a dry land. And, and just everything on the banks of the river is, is flourishing. But everything else thereafter is just, just dry and arid. That's the kind of picture that Ezekiel is describing. And the interesting thing about Ezekiel's vision is that this river then arrives at the Dead Sea. Now, I'm sure you've heard of the Dead Sea. It's in Israel. The River Jordan flows into the Dead Sea. And it's called the Dead Sea quite simply because it's the Dead Sea. There's, there's no plant life. There's no animal life in there. And uh, uh, it only has one flow and it doesn't have any outflow. There's nothing flowing out of the Dead Sea. And it's a very dry, arid place. So all this water flows in and it evaporates and it leaves these deposits of salt. That are, it's so it's so salty that nothing can live in there. But, so, so Ezekiel knows about the Dead Sea. All, right? all of Israel knows the Dead Sea. There's no life in that place. But he sees a vision of a river flowing to this landmark in Israel... And when it touches that sea, as the river hits that sea, it transforms and heals the sea. And all of a sudden, it starts to teem with life, plants and animal and fish life. It just starts to come in abundance. It literally resurrects the Dead Sea, okay? And, and so that's Ezekiel's picture and his vision. And it, it kind of culminates the, the powerful the line, the, the verse that is so powerful there is verse 9 where it says, Life will flourish wherever this water flows. I don't know, can you say that where you are right now this morning? Life will flourish wherever this water flows. Can we just say it again? Life will flourish wherever this, this water 
flows. So here's a picture that there's life in this, in this water. And it, wherever it's going, it's bringing life. It's bringing healing. It's causing things to flourish and prosper. Wherever this water goes, life will flourish. And what's amazing about Ezekiel's vision is that the, the Apostle John has such a similar vision in the book of the Revelation. So like if you've, you go skip from the Old Testament to the New Testament and you arrive in the book of the Revelation and towards the end of the book of the Revelation, chapter 22, we see John, who is also a prophet, he begins to see this vision of this end picture of this new heavens and this new earth and he sees something almost exactly the same as Ezekiel. So it's like a double confirmation in Scripture. So we have this Old Testament prophetic picture. We have this New Testament future actualization to happen. And both are packed with the same symbols of, of streams flowing and trees growing and life coming from this river. In John's picture, it's flowing from the throne. In Ezekiel's picture, it's flowing from the temple. When you put these, these pictures together, it's not hard to interpret when you read the New Testament. Because Jesus arrives in John chapter 2 and he says this. He says that uh, he is the temple of God. He called himself the temple. In John 2, he said, destroy this temple, and in three days I'll raise it up again. And he was talking about his body. So his body was this, this temple. And we know that the Spirit of God came upon Jesus after his baptism, that the Spirit came upon him mightily. And wherever Jesus went, wherever that temple went, there was this flow of life and healing. Jesus raised the dead. I mean, you take Ezekiel's picture of Ezekiel chapter 47 of a temple and a stream flowing and it's bringing life and healing and you look at the life of Jesus and you go, wow, that's exactly what it is. Jesus is the fulfillment of Ezekiel's picture. Jesus is that, that river, the spirit flowing through him is that river that is touching and healing so many people. I mean, think about how the power of God was flowing through Jesus. That, 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 that the woman with the issue of blood would push through the crowd and just touch him. And just touch him and power would flow through him and instantly she was healed of her disease. There were, that, that, that just speaks about a flow. There was this flow coming through Jesus. So many times it says he healed all who were oppressed by the enemy. There's this incredible deliverance coming through his life. But now, that picture is fulfilled in Jesus. But you know where I'm going to go with this. That Jesus is our prototype. Jesus is our picture of, of, of the Christian life as well. Because in 1 Corinthians 6, it says this. It says that we are now the temple of God. We are the temple of God and His Spirit does live in us. In John chapter 7, get this. Jesus said this in verse 37. He said, Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow, can you say flow? <laughs> I'm just going to have faith that somebody out there is saying flow right now. He sa it says, out of his heart will flow, say flow, flow rivers of living water. But he spoke concerning the Spirit. So Jesus helps us interpret Ezekiel here. And he says, basically the rivers of living water are the Spirit of God. So if we're the temple of God and God's Spirit lives in us, then Ezekiel's picture 
is, is relevant to us. It's a picture of the Christian life. We, too, are a fulfillment of Ezekiel's vision. So, and, and this really is, this is the picture of the Christian life, is that we are meant to be flowing with a supernatural flow of God's grace, God's power, God's healing, God's deliverance should be coming through us and touching a dry and weary world, a world that is dry and, and a dead sea. And I mean, some of you are going to jobs that you would describe, this is like the dead sea, you know? The, the, we, we encounter deadness all around us. It's, it's everywhere. But the Christian life is a picture of, of a river flowing that's bringing life. And now, this is such a beautiful picture of the Christian life. And it's such a, an amazing picture that I feel like in this time, we really need to own this. And we need to meditate on this. And we need to understand this. And we need to lay a hold of this with, with faith. Because what the world needs right now is is the Spirit of God flowing through the Christians. It's through us. We are called, Jesus called us the light of the world. We, you know, we were born for times like this, people. You know, we, we don't take our lead from this world. We don't take our, our, our cue from, from what we see around us. We are not bound by this economy. We are in the kingdom of God. We are not orphans on this planet. We are God's children. Heaven is still full of blessings. Heaven is our home. And, and heaven, we're supposed to be living from heaven to earth and bringing heaven to earth. So, so we don't have to look at this world and say, okay, this is what it is. We look up to see what can be down below. That's how we take our cue. And, and so this is a picture of the Christian life. And in Ezekiel's vision, uh, what we see are, is there are degrees to which we can experience the flow of God in our lives. There are, there are degrees to which it is. So in Ezekiel's vision, he starts off ankle deep, and then he goes knee deep, and, and then he is waist deep, and then he's just too deep. He, you know, he's swimming in the river. And, and really, that's in the same way we too have the potential to experience greater flows of God's healing and his life-giving power through our lives. And what I've noticed about the grace of God, what I've noticed about the flow of God in our lives, is that it flows better when there are certain things in place. You know, there are, there are certain traps that we can fall into as Christians, and the flow of God's grace and power can be hindered in our lives. And so this series that I'm talking about is really about avoiding those traps. It's about uh, understanding how we can, we can flow with the supernatural power and grace of God right now for the world. So the first installment in this message in the series is entitled Blessed to Be a Blessing. So in order for, and the, and the point is this, is that in order for us to flow in the power and the grace of God, we must understand God's heart to bless us and He's calling on us to be a blessing. We must understand God's heart to bless us and He's calling on us to be a blessing. There needs to be a flow of His blessing in our lives and there needs to be a flow of His blessing out of our lives. In order for there to be flow, there has to be an in and there has to be an out. So I want to talk just quickly about the in and then about the out. Let me just give you a picture of God's heart to bless mankind. Okay? I'm just going to 
give you a couple scriptures just to kind of frame the context of what I'm talking about. In Genesis chapter 1, what is the very first thing that God does to mankind? He makes mankind in His image. The very first thing that He does is, is that He blesses mankind. So, so the, it's like the first act of God. He makes us and then His heart comes alive. What is His heart? To bless us. He says, he, he blessed them. And He said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over it. Then we know that the flood came, Genesis 6, and, and he starts again with Noah. And what's the first thing that he does with Noah after the flood? Is that he blesses Noah and his children. It's like it's just a replay of, of Genesis chapter 1. Like his plan does not change. No matter what happens, no matter how many times we have to start again, no matter how many times you have to start again, his heart is that you would be blessed. He then comes to Abraham and he says, I will bless you and I will multiply. In multiplying, I will multiply you. And, and then Abraham passes that blessing on. And then, then we see Moses coming. And, and the law comes into, the, into being through Moses. God gives Moses the law. But what is the bottom line of the law? The law is, is all about how to be blessed, how to, how to avoid the curse and live in the blessing of God. That's the bottom line of the law. Psalm chapter 1 starts off, you know it, you can say it. What does Psalm chapter 1 say? Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the of scornful, nor stands in the path of the wicked, etc., etc. What, what, is, what, is, what is the psalm? Psalm number 1 telling us it's how to be blessed. What was Jesus' last action with his disciples before he ascended? It's in Luke 24. Let's read it. It says, And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands. And what did he do? He blessed them. Now it came to pass that while he blessed them, that he was parted from them and carried up to heaven. So the very last thing that he does is, guys, I just want you to be blessed. I find it amazing. How many of you know the song, The Blessing? And we all love that song, right? I'm sure you know that song. I'm sure you've heard it by now. You've probably heard it in Hebrew, in Arabic. You've heard it in, I don't know, Spanish. It's, it's going around all over the internet, the song, The Blessing. Don't you think it's amazing that that song arrives right on the edge of COVID-19 becoming a global pandemic? Like literally, it, I mean, the song comes just before this 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 virus go just you know goes all over the world so the song i don't know if i can say this the song goes viral okay but just at the point where there is this this virus outbreak over the world and and we have to ask the question well like why you know why why did this song just come out at the very moment where there's this global pandemic that comes out just before just as you know, is it a catchy tune that the song goes viral? Is it is it is it a you know just a, like a good good lyrics or or is it or is it God's heart for the world? Look at how it's been accepted in every culture and sung in so many different languages. Is it, can you not you know? I look at that and I just go, it's it's like we're we're absorbing. It's God's heart towards us, and he, we're just absorbing that He wants us to be blessed. And then all of a sudden, you know, this global pandemic comes out, and 
And we can see this is God's heart for us, is, is that He wanted to release blessing over us so, you know, so that we would be safe, so that we can be protected, so we wouldn't be confused in this time that He, he wants us to be blessed no matter what's happening around us, that we are secure in Him, that we take our lead from Him, that we are protected by Him, that we are healed by Him, that He watches over us, that he, we are His people, that He knows us, that He knows us by name, He knows how many hairs are on our head, he, He's got our lives, He's safe, and He's declaring blessing over us when everything is going crazy, that we don't, we don't get confused and, and start to wonder and has He abandoned us, but, but we, we can just rest in, in the power of those words. Let's just go look at those words quickly. Numbers chapter 6. Moses is given the instructions to Aaron and it says the following. It says, Speak to Aaron and his sons, the priests, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, The Lord bless you. Let's read it together. Come on. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. Now, you know, we don't have time to just unpack this blessing, okay? It's just so rich. Just for today, all I want you to see is that this is God's heart, is that he wanted his, his people to, to be blessed. He actually, you know, so he would actually take Moses and, and, and Aaron and and institute some, some sort of custom, some sort of tradition, some sort of ritual into their culture so that they would be blessed and be blessed regularly. That, that, and God is saying, if you do it this way, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bless it. I'm, there's gonna be like, if you do this, I'm gonna come and anoint it. I'm gonna come and breathe on it. And there's, and it's gonna have a powerful effect on the nation. The nation is gonna be different. The people are gonna be different. There's the, you, you know, the land's gonna prosper. Where you go is gonna prosper. There's gonna be this, this flow of life coming through you because of this blessing upon you. So, and, and, and the, look at the way it happens. I want you to notice, is the way it happens is he institutes it through the priesthood and through the spoken word. Through the priesthood and spoken word. That's how the blessing comes. It's through the priesthood and the spoken word. So, the inflow in our lives. I mean, if we, if we want to experience the blessing of God, if we need the blessing of God to flow into our lives... How do we receive the blessing? Well, it's, it's through the spoken word. It's through the word spoken over us, or it's us taking the word and speaking it over our lives. That's how we get this flow of blessing. So, so, so we see in the, a pattern in scripture, Abraham is blessed by God, and then Abraham speaks that blessing over Isaac, he speaks it, he imparts it over Isaac through the word, through speaking it. Isaac receives that blessing. He passes it on to, to Jacob. And there's a whole story in there. Esau should have got it, but Jacob pretended to be Esau. And there's a beautiful picture of actually the gospel in there of how Jacob had to, you know, 
he had to cover himself like Esau in order to receive what was due to Esau. And we are covered in Christ, so we receive what is due to Christ. There's, that's a whole other story. That's a whole other sermon. But the point is this, is that Isaac imparts that blessing unknowingly to, to Jacob. Jacob imparts it to Joseph. Then under Moses, we see this priesthood given this responsibility to speak it over the nation. And in the law, God writes in there that fathers are meant to bless their homes and bless their wives and bless their children. And so there's this, this passing on of blessing. And let me just say this. If you're a single mom, you, you don't have to worry. You can speak that blessing over your children. It's just, it's not restricted to the role of fathers. But, but there is this res- there is this passing on of the blessing, and, it's, and it comes through the spoken word. And so how do we receive the blessing of God? How does your business get blessed? How is your home blessed? How is your body blessed? It's by, this, it's by the spoken word. It's by the word of God spoken over you. How did that woman get healed of malaria? It was, it was the blessing of God coming through the words of a man of faith, so coming through somebody who was, who was receiving from heaven and speaking it into the natural. You know, it's really interesting, the song, The Blessing. I went and watched the video of um, Stephen Furtick and Kerry Jobe and Katie uh, and Chris Brown. And they, were, they were all talking about how the song came in. And it's amazing. They all said this. It was like, this, it was like a download from heaven. It was literally like they got in the room and, and it was like at the end of the day... And all of a sudden, it just flowed. It just came from, and they felt like they were just catching something from heaven and stewarding it and then releasing it. So they, there was a flow through their lives. They received a song from heaven, the words of blessing from God to sing over the world. They received that from God and then they released it over the world. You know, that is a picture of the Christian life. That's how we are meant to be living in this time, people. I want to, so I'm trying to encourage you to start looking up. I'm sorry, you know, we, you got to start looking up and, and seeing what heaven released a song for them. What is heaven releasing for you? What solutions are coming through your life right now? What, what, what can you download that heaven has that you can release into the natural right now in this season? What are you meant to be flowing with right now? Because, this is, this is how our Christian lives are meant to be. So, so how do we receive blessing? How is the inflow happening? It's through the spoken word. Okay? Um, Psalm 107 says this. It says, He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Proverbs 18 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So what we see is that it's, it's as we speak, we start to see the blessing released. So I'm, I'm trying to encourage you today to start speaking a little bit. I'm, I'm just, I, if you're, if you're feeling like you're in a dry and thirsty land and there's a bit of a desert around you and you're coming to a dead sea every day, I'm, I'm just trying to encourage you, church, to start speaking some blessing over your life. Start speaking. You got symptoms in your body? Start to release the word over your body. Start to speak. I am healed in Jesus' name. I command these symptoms to go. They have no right over me. They have no right over you right now. We are children of the Most High God. Healing is our portion. You know, as we begin to release word into our lives, we starve because we don't have word. 
word. We go without because we're not speaking the word. So blessing comes in to our lives through somebody speaking it over us or us speaking over our own lives. You know, and, and, and let me encourage you with the us speaking it over our own lives. We don't have to wait for somebody to bring it. The New Testament teaches, you know, in the Old Testament it was the role of priests to, to speak that blessing over the nation. But in the New Testament, we believe that we are all priests before God. We are called a, in 1 Peter 2, we are called a royal priesthood. We are a priesthood. Um, we, we don't need a, a, an official priesthood because Jesus has removed every os- obstacle. He is our high priest and he has made us a kingdom of priests unto our God. And so we are actually priests. So we actually have the role to bless. I mean, it's our responsibility. We, we, the church is meant to be, ah, the church is meant to be a force of blessing. In the world, that the world, a city's got to be different because we're here. Our, our workplace has to be different because you show up. Our neighborhood needs to be different because because you're there, because you live there, man. Because if you're there, you're the you're the priesthood of God. And as you begin to release word and 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 actions and deeds, the blessing of God can flow and touch other people's lives. So I want to encourage you. You gotta speak, start speaking some, some, some blessing over your life. Start speaking some blessing over your spouse and over your, over your children and over your home and over your finances. And if you're not seeing blessing, you want blessing to come into your life, you've gotta speak. You've gotta release it. Jesus said this in Mark 11. He said, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the ocean and does not doubt in his heart that those things he says shall come to pass, says, he will have whatever he says. Proverbs 18 says, we are satisfied by the fruit of our lips. We have got to start to speak blessing. James chapter 3 says this, how can curses and blessing come out of the same mouth? You know, as Christians, we've got to stop partnering with curses. We've got to stop speaking the curses that are everybody else is speaking. If we really want to uh, walk in the blessing of God, we have got to learn to manage our mouths and start to speak life wherever we go. Amen. Let me, let me move on. Time is running out. So how do we get the inflow? We get the inflow through the spoken word, through speaking blessing. Okay, It's through the mouth. We release words like God released word to create the heavens and the earth. We release word to see the blessing of God over our lives. What about the outflow? We've got to have an in. We've got to have an out to have flow. I'm sure you, you understand the picture of the Dead Sea and the reason why it's the Dead Sea. It's the reason why it's the Dead Sea, and you, you probably have heard this many times, is because there's something, a river flowing into it, but there's nothing flowing out of it. Okay. If there was a channel where, where there was a release of water from it, it would be a very different sea. There would be, it would, it's actually a lake. Technically, it should be the dead lake, but anyway, Dead Sea sounds better. <laughs> so, uh, it, but if there's no flow out, then then what happens is is everything dries up and no life starts to flow, and that really can be a picture of our lives. You know, if there is no channel, if there's no out in our lives, then then we we don't experience the blessing of God. There, there, the life doesn't come. You know, it's very interesting that the Dead Sea is actually um, the lowest point on Earth. Yeah. 
1,400 feet below sea level. It's the lowest point on earth. And I think that is, that's an amazing metaphor because the, the lowest life we can live is a life that takes and gives nothing. Takes everything, gives nothing. If we want to experience the flow of God's blessing, there needs to be an out in our lives. There needs to be an outflow. You know, when God chose Abraham and blessed him, he said, "Through I will bless you, and through you all nations will be blessed. This is how God views us. He's, he wants to bless us. His heart is to bless us. However, all right, we need to make sure that there's an outflow, that we understand that we are to be a blessing. That, that we really own that. We really understand that we are here to, to be a blessing, man. If you want to, if, if you're not sure about a, a purpose for your life or some, some, you know, you're asking God, like, God, what do you want me to do with my life? I want to give you one right now. Be a blessing. Go be a blessing. And I'm not just talking finances. I'm talking like, go be a blessing to your boss. You know, hand your work in on time. Make sure it's excellent. Make sure they don't have to check up on you and follow up on you. And, and make sure that, you know, your colleagues, uh, just go bless them in the workplace, man. Go bless your spouse, your kids, your neighbors. Go just start channeling. Your, start making sure there's a big out in your life. And let me tell you something. You will make yourself a, like a magnet for the power and blessing of God in your life. Let, let me show you why. Luke chapter 6. Scripture again, you know this one. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. It says, this is, these are the words of Jesus, okay? He says, give and it will be given to you. Okay? Pause for a moment. What do you have to do in order to receive? Give. Give and then it will be given to you. Which is really backwards for us because we always feel like we need to give, uh, get in order to give. It's really, it's a, it's, it's a sign of a poverty mentality. A poverty mentality is like, I don't, I don't have anything to give. I'm, I need, I need, I need something. I need someone to give to me first. And only when I've got X amount and there's overflow, then I give. The Bible is clear. No, you position yourself first as a giver. You make sure that your life is about giving, that there is an outflow with whatever you have, the little that you have, even if it's, you know, the story of Elijah, the, this one jar and, and one little mix of flour that was left, she, but she gave it and then it didn't run out. There, there has to be a positioning in our lives to be givers, to be blessers before we can receive. Okay? So I'm trying to tell you how to, to tap into the flow of God. If you want to experience the flow of God in your life, you have to make sure that there is a, a big outflow. You, that your life is a blessing to the people around you. And then Jesus goes on and he says, if you do that, come on, it will be given to you. And it's a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. In other words, if you... If you position yourself as a giver, man, I'm, I'm gonna come into your life and I'm gonna bless you in abundance, man. You're gonna, fe- you're gonna experience the flow of my grace, a flow of revelation, a flow of vision, a flow of peace, a flow of joy, a flow of contentment. You're gonna experience a flow of, of finance. You're gonna experience a flow from heaven. You're gonna, you're gonna unlock the supernatural flow that the Bible calls us to walk in, that, that picture of the temple with the river flowing. That's gonna be your life. Laugh if you position yourself as a giver. For with the measure you use, here's a second principle, it will be measured to you. And that basically says, like, 
You decide how much you want to receive from the Lord. You, you decide by the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So, in other words, if, 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 if there's a big give, there's a big receive <laughs> at the end of that. If there's, if there's a generous heart, if there's a, a, an extravagance in our generosity. Uh, and again, I'm not talking just finance, I'm talking time, I'm talking gifts, I'm talking positioning yourself in the morning and just saying, Lord, who, who must I bless today? Who can I message? Who can I share word with? Who can I speak over? You know, just having that disposition. Instead of waking up and going, oh God, I need this, I need that, I need this, I need... Just switch mindset and, and position yourself as a giver and watch the grace of God flow in your life. Watch how you will receive in your life. You must give and it will be given to you. So we've got to see that we are called to be a blessing. Um, you know, just recently I've experienced this as an example. I'm going to wrap this up, word up now. But, um, you know, uh, Trish and I, we, we, we did something special for one of our neighbors that lives in our street. We just, you know, they were leaving, so we threw them this, like, this, this party and... Um, and we just, we just decided to be a blessing and we wrote people in. We got the whole neighborhood together and we, we just did this like really nice thing for them. And to be honest, we didn't even think much of it. And the reason is because we, we're trying to cultivate in our lives a, a, a culture, a, a Sandman culture of generosity where we honor and we bless people, that we're the first to give, we're the first to sow, that we, we're always looking for opportunities. So, so honestly, this was just habit. This was, we didn't even think much of it. We just went ahead and did it. We blessed them. And, um, and they were really touched by the instance. And it was a few days later, I was just in my quiet time and I was praying. And the Lord came to me and he spoke to me and he just said, Wayne, thank you for doing that. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, like, really? Like, okay, Lord. I mean, honestly, we just, we just wanted, to, we really love her. We wanted to do something. But, but he came and he said, thank you. And then he said something interesting to me. Like, like he was really touched by what we did. And, and I mean, honestly, we didn't even think about that, okay? Then he said this to me. You've been praying for X, this thing, all right? Not you, Kalani, but we are praying for you anyway. You've been praying for X, okay? <laughs> and, uh, and this thing in your life. I'm going to give you that because you did this. I was like, what? I, and it was so random the way it came to me, and I shared it with Trish, and I was just like, Lord, I didn't even do this to get anything. But what I learned, I just learned something. And this is recent, guys. This is in the last two weeks. I just learned something. God wants to bless the world. And we're the channels, man. We're the vessels through it. And we rub ourselves so much of what heaven has for us when we don't position ourselves to be a blessing to others. His heart is for others. He wants to touch lives. And, and when we position ourselves, man, prayers get answered. So many things happen. Here, here last scripture, and then I'm going to wrap. Genesis 1, 1.27. All right? There is this thing theologians call the, the, the law of first mention. The law of first mention. And what it really means, okay, for all the Bible scholars out there, I, <laughs> that's all of us, right? We're all Bible scholars. Amen. I'm just imagining an amen out there, like this thundering amen. Amen. Yes, we're all Bible scholars, okay? Um, the law of first mention says this, is if you want to understand a word, you go back to where the word was first used in the Bible and you look at the context in which it was used 
And then from there, we can attach the meaning to the word and how it's meant to be used throughout scripture. So often we go back to the book of Genesis, we see the meaning of words, and then we see that it is at work that way. And so when you take the word blessing and you go to the first, to the law of first mention and you look where it was first used, it was first used in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, I mean 27 and 28, where God blessed mankind. It's very interesting. What is the context of that? It's God creates mankind in his image and in his likeness, and then he blesses them. So what did God bless? He blessed his image and his likeness. So what does God's blessing come on? Whatever bears his image and his likeness. So when we look at Jesus, all right, and we see his heart. We see the blessing of God on Jesus, right? The flow of, the power of God, the flowing through his life. What do we see from Jesus? He says these words. He said, I didn't come to serve. I mean to be served, but to serve. I came not to, to take my life, but to lay it down for others. He said, I've come to give my life as a ransom. What we see in Jesus is, is the image that God blesses. And when we step into that, when we say, right, I'm here to serve, man. I'm here to serve. I'm here to, to love others. I'm here to lay my life down as a, for others. I'm here to bless. God blesses that image. He blesses His image and His likeness. When we do what He wants, it, when, when, when we do the things that, that bear His image, there's blessing on that. And so that's just something that you can go chew on in your own time. So in conclusion, guys, challenging times, but hey, come on. We are the people of God. And I want to encourage you, man, heaven is packed with stuff for us. Heaven is full of healing and blessings and finances and new ideas and strategies. And we, we're, if the world's running out, let me tell you something, heaven's not running out. And, and, and God wants to flow through us in these times. And, and if we're going to flow with God's blessing, we've got we to make sure that we, we, there's an in, that we're speaking the blessing of God over our lives, sitting under the word that's blessing our lives, and then we've got to position ourselves to bless others. So in closing, I, I want to bless you today. Every nation, Durban, I want to bless you. I want to I just read a blessing over you as we close. May the Lord, and maybe you can just, wherever you are, just let's just close our eyes and Maybe you can just put your hands out to receive from heaven. I want you to, re- to receive this like, kind of like Aaron back in the day, like when he spoke these and the priesthood spoke over the people of God. I want to just have a moment like that. You can just put your hands out and close and just receive from the Lord his blessing over your life. May the Lord bless you. May you be endued with power. Power to be separated unto God. Power to be prosperous and successful in whatever you put your hands to right now. May you be blessed as you go in and as you go out your house. Whether you're in the city or in the country, may you always have more than enough so that you can be generous in every season. May the Lord keep you. May He protect you against any virus, against any sickness, against any evil, against any scheme of the evil one. I speak 
protection over your home, over your children, over your health. May you be empowered to live long, live a healthy life with joy and peace that makes others envious of you. I speak healing over your body right now in the name of Jesus, over your mind, over your emotions. I speak the blessing of healing over you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you. May favor be your portion. May you have favor in the workplace, favor where you live, open doors, open opportunities, promotions and increase in every negotiation, in every decision that you're coming out, that you're in right now. May you come out on top with more than what you hope for. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you the desires of your heart, your vision, direction, clarity of thought, new ideas, purpose, meaning, significance. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you, every nation, Durban, and may He give you peace. Um, thank you so much, Fundisi, for that word. Thank you so much. Um, it's true. We are blessed to be a blessing. And if we position ourselves to be a blessing, we create the flow of God's grace in our lives. And if you're watching this and you're asking yourself, what is this grace? Who is this God? How does this work? Uh, I'd like to encourage you to just pray the simple prayer with me. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus Christ will be your Lord and Savior. So, yeah, let's pray. You can pray after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm not right with you. And I want to be right with you. I believe with my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is the Lord and Savior. I ask you to forgive me all my sins. I ask that you come into my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you pray that prayer, well done. Congratulations. You are a child of God. But you can't do this alone. So we would like to invite you to, again, click below of the description of this video find our whatsapp number and start chatting to us would like to work with you in jesus name thank you for joining us see you next week amen thank you for joining church online today we hope that you were inspired and challenged by today's message we would like to encourage you to join one of our connect groups where you can make friends and discuss the word further you can message us on 072-606-6747 to join a connect group or to send us any prayer needs you might have. To give your tithes and offering, please visit our website www.endurban.org to get our bank details and zapper code. Have a safe and blessed week.